Horford, and you're listening to the Celtics Life Podcast. Welcome inside the Celtics Life Podcast. This episode, we're talking about the all-star starters who we think belongs on the team and our own take on the new all-star game format that's now less than a month away and what we think the league should add in. Plus, the chaos going on in Cleveland. I'm Topher Lane alongside Mark Allison. Mark, how's it going? Pretty good, my man. What's up? Well, I think we should start off this podcast with just a quick goodbye to Celtics legend JoJo White, Hall of Famer, uh, passed away at the age of 71 due to cancer. Um, he was drafted by Red Auerbach in 1969, won two championships with the Celtics in 74 and 76. He was actually finals MVP in 76. And I, I mean, I'm 24 years old, so I, I was going back and watching all this stuff. And it was remarkable watching that, like just the highlights of that game. It was like a wild free overtime game where he played like 60 minutes. The entire game, yeah. Yeah, it was just absolutely crazy. And so, you know, I was looking back at this and it was just, it was incredible. You know, I mean, you you see all those numbers in the Raptors of the TD Garden and, you know, you just think about how they're all legends, but you don't necessarily know what they accomplished. And obviously there's just so much, so much going on with with everything that those guys have done. I mean, that's why they're up there. Yeah. yeah, it's just really cool to look back at that. Um, unfortunately, under under tough circumstances, but um, you know, really, really awesome to see you know, the legacy he left, and that you know his numbers up there. Number yeah. ten is up. And the that. Celtics get a lot of flack for having so many numbers up there, and you know, some guys maybe not so deserving or, or whatever to to some skeptics. But JoJo White definitely belongs yeah. up there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I also I was amazed to see he was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys football. And apparently, also the Cincinnati Reds in baseball. He was like a three-sport athlete. I think he's the, the point drafted by the yeah. Teams. I think he's the only player to ever be drafted by three pro sports. I, I know he was the first at the time for sure, but I, I'm I'm to this day I'm pretty sure that you know I mean you see a lot of guys that get you know two-sport athletes or whatever. Uh, Ainge was a two-sport athlete um, drafted for one of the baseball. I forget what baseball team, but and you see it a lot more with football, like quarterbacks and their pitchers as mm-hmm. well. But um, yeah, yeah. three sports is, I mean, that's, that's nuts. That is a tremendous athlete. Yeah. So it was, it was cool to kind of learn all this stuff about him and, and to read up on that. But uh, Tom Lane, one of our writers wrote a pretty great piece about him on our, on our website uh, the day that he had died. And so that was, that was really a pretty good piece. If you want to check that out on Celtics life, but we'll kind of move on. Just wanted to start off with that. Say goodbye to the legend of Jojo White. But we'll start off now with uh, kind of the most recent news for the Celtics in that Kyrie Irving is a starter for the All-Star team, which I think everyone expected. Yeah, no-brainer. Right. Yeah. Although I, th- I was kind of complaining to you guys. I was so annoyed with the ad campaign of, like, make Kyrie a starter. Yeah. Or make him, make him a captain. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, come on. Like, we know it's whoever gets the most votes. We knew LeBron oh. and Giannis had, like, an extra half a million votes right. on anybody right, else. Right, right. So I was just kind of annoyed that they kept trying to push, make him a captain. Mm-hmm. So any thoughts on the starters? Any surprises? Just looking at the lineups, I mean, I, I think they nailed it personally, the the two starting lineups. Um, obviously, with the new format, we'll get into that in a second. But the, uh, you know, the, who knows who's going to be playing with who. But the East starters, Kyrie, DeMar, LeBron, um, Giannis. And, I mean, Joel Embiid, um, I, he's probably the best center in the East, right? Yeah, and that's... 
it's interesting because I don't think he's among the best forwards in the East, and it's it's based on mm-hmm. forwards and guards, right, you know? right, because they, they right they basically eliminated that. It's bigs and and guards. Yeah, right? and so I think when people are voting, they they think of it as a more traditional lineup, and so they vote mm-hmm. with like, okay, I need a point guard, I need a shooting guard, I need a yeah, yeah, forward and center. And so I, you know, I mean, I think that if we're just talking forwards and guards, that I wouldn't put Embiid in there necessarily. Who would you put instead? Oh man, who's in the? I mean, I mean, I'd say Horford, <laughs> but I, I know he probably shouldn't be. Well, I, I, but, but see, you could Horford's technically a traditional center. Technically, I mean, he plays center enough for us that you know, even if he really yeah, is a power forward, I mean. He, you, you can play him at center, and that doesn't really – that's you know, it's not that out of place. He's probably the only other guy I, I could think of that should have challenged for that spot, personally. Yeah. You needed a traditional – Yeah, I know, and that's just how people vote. You know, it's just, it's just how they, they think about right. it. And you can see the same with the West. I mean, I was surprised. I think the only surprise for me was DeMarcus Cousins, who I – yeah, he's obviously a phenomenal player, but I just didn't see him as an all-star starter, you know? Well, I'm glad he's in there instead of Draymond Green. Yeah, personally, um, I, I think he's a much better. He's a he is a more dominant player than Draymond Green. Draymond's more in the line of of a Horford, where he's like a you know a super complimentary yeah. player, right? Kind of does a little bit of everything. He's an elite defender. They're both. I mean, they're kind of of the same hat, although they're mm-hmm. both very different players. But I, I think Cousins, and again, it's probably along with the the center thing yeah. too. You know. I think he's technically the center on the Pelicans, right? They consider Davis the power forward. Yep. Do you think it's weird that it's two teammates on the West, that Curry and, and Durant and then Davis and Cousins are all starters? Do you think that's kind I, of strange? I think it's weird in the fact that, I mean, you, you can understand like the Warriors, like last year, remember they almost had the entire starting lineup. Oh, yeah, they had four of them, right? They had four, right? Yeah. But, but they're, they're the most dominant team. I mean, that's, so it's kind of... You know, it makes sense. But with uh, with the Pelicans, I mean, they're kind of a borderline playoff team right now. So it's it's kind of funny that a borderline playoff team has two players. But it, yeah. I, I still think he's, you know, Cousins is technically the best center, this, traditional center. Yeah, so this change comes as there's now the, the new changes of the format and the voting and things like that. And so the, the two highest vote getters in each conference are the captains. So we know it's at least going to be LeBron. Versus Curry, bless you. We know it's at least going to be LeBron versus Curry mm-hmm. in the All Star game. But then they next week are going to pick their teams, like bunnies. Like, it's going to be it's going to be like playground style. Like you pick your teams, you're the captains. And you know, Kyrie was talking about how he thinks it's going to be a lot more competitive because of this. Sure, so you think it's going to be strange with LeBron? Do he's going to pick Kyrie? No, he's definitely not going to pick Kyrie. Right. Pick Kyrie. But this is this is this kills me though. So apparently they're not gonna they're not gonna show this. It's not gonna be on TV. There'll be reporters there. But it'll be on TV. Why? Yeah, isn't that strange? Well, here's and here's my here's the thing. I, first of all, it would be a, a ratings bonanza. I think like oh, you throw yeah. that on like TNT or something like that. Yeah, maybe they could have some fun with it. You know, I mean the NHL has theirs on TV, don't they? Yes, I just think at least they, they used to. I, I just think that it, they wouldn't know how to do it. Like whether they do it like draft style, or maybe they just want it to be a quick process. Like I don't know, well, if they're like being something. They they, they should have had some fun with it and made it a big joke, right? But here's here's I guarantee you, this is why they didn't do it. Now you look at a team, a sport like hockey, right? I mean, you know, I'm sure people that play hockey have played pickup hockey games, but I mean, it's not as common as 
you know, going down to a basketball court and shooters shooting free throws and first two guys pick teams, right? We're even going back to like school and stuff, picking teams, right? Nobody wants to be the last guy picked, right? And I will bet you anything that the players like that were these two all-star teams, like the players didn't want to have this format like televised because they don't want to know who was the last picked guy. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Don't you think it, because basketball, you know, you're the last guy picked. It's a, it's always kind of a joke, like, right? But you're still, and, I mean, you're still an all-star. Like, it's not like it's. I understand it's that, but from the playground style, because it's not like it's like you're picking everybody on the on the blacktop. It's like you're picking from like 200 dudes. But you know? still, there's you're still picking from those guys, and no one wants to be the last guy picked out of those guys. I will bet you anything that 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 is what why they nix that. Because why wouldn't they have it on TV? Well, I'm sure they're going to kind of live and learn. I, I'm sure next year there will be a change for this. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's a huge miss, a huge miss, right? Like they could have done it. Like, I, and I don't know how. How do they practice? Like they practice what a couple days leading up to it? Don't they get together and have like some shoot arounds or whatever? I don't think so. Like, are you sure? I'm pretty sure they get together and at least play. You know. They have at least a, like one practice, like shoot around session or whatever. I'm sure. Don't get me wrong. It's I'm sure it's not a grueling practice, but don't you think they get around on the court like the day before? I they think, must. I think like the three point shooting contest and all that stuff is the. <laughs> I think that's like the warm ups and stuff. I think that's as, as extensive as it gets. I don't think there's much of a practice of sorts. Oh, I'll bet you they there is, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we need to ask. So you could be right. I but I mean, you know, they they're gonna. I don't know. I just it's kind of boggles my mind that they wouldn't they could have had a lot of fun with this like the week before or doing it like opening night like let's say it was like uh opening night make it the wednesday you know it's usually like the thursday night right or something like that yeah or have it thursday night you know have a little half hour program where these guys draft their teams it could have been super fun yeah that's absolutely i would have tuned in for that i mean i completely agree i think my only i think the issue with that would just be logistics of like you don't know if you're going to be an all-star until that well they they know now don't they oh no when did the rest of the guys find out though when when they get picked right no 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 so this is going to shake out you know how so now the players coaches um they pick the rest of the players this is the fan vote right Mm -hmm. for the starters yeah like they're gonna there's gonna be a pool of guys from them to pick from it's not gonna be from the whole nba oh well that makes because otherwise these guys would just pick their whole teams that's that's what i know they wouldn't you know they they (laughs) <laughs> yes they would LeBron, <laughs> at least like they would know like okay i gotta pick like because the, they all enjoy playing with each other and you can see that i don't want to see jr smith on a damn all-star team right? I mean, yeah but there's no wade and smith oh god lebron likes jr smith enough to pick him over oh, that is his boy yep over yep, paul george you think he'd pick him over uh, well, Dwayne well no maybe not no, since Dwayne he's gonna try and lure paul lineup. george to uh Dwayne wade would be on the lineup if LeBron got to choose anybody. Mm-hmm. And Chris. Imagine that. So here's this. Good, good choice. So if these are the starters. So wait a minute. God, we should have probably looked into this a little <laughs> bit more. Now, so no, no. So this is how it works. So those are the two captains, right? We got the starters and we're going to get the rest of the players. Um, you know, they'll do it in another week or two. I don't know when it'll be on TNT. They'll release the reserves, just like they always do. Yeah, and, that's and like then the from those league. pool of guys, that's who they, that's how they'll select. Okay, cool. Well, then that makes so, sense. Yeah, so they're not going to be picking from the entire NBA, which is why I'm, which is why I was saying like no one wants to be the last guy picked out of that group. If 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 it was the way that you were saying, there would be no reason to worry about it because if you were the last one selected, you're still picked over like 200 other guys. But 
you know, if there's however many guys there are total, was it 12 guys on each team? So if there's 24 guys, no one wants to be the, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, the last guy picked. Yes. That's, uh, yeah. I think- I, that's why I think that the players shut that down. Okay, so adding in this, like, TV-style thing would be mm-hmm. a great addition to how the NBA is changing. I really like the general structure that they've Captains and it's not mm-hmm. East versus West necessarily. Did you see the jersey, right. by the way? And you see different guys play with different guys, yeah. right? Did you see the jersey, and by the, the way? No, I didn't see them. All the jerseys are cool. Yeah, nice. I'll, I'll post that to Twitter with the hashtag CLPod, but those are, those are sweet. But is there anything else that you think that should be added, like just for the fun of it or for like viewers to enjoy? Um, so I, so we were talking about some stuff last week, right? Having like a coaches versus refs game or something like yeah, that. Wouldn't that be sweet? Mm-hmm. I like, I like, but then we, we were discussing it. I also like coaches versus GMs because there's a lot of GMs who are like yeah. legit players, yeah. you know, like Danny Ainge. And that might be a better matchup because we know these refs can run up and down the floor every night. Yeah. So they could put on like full court press and just run the, run up and down the floor on these coaches. Now, you know? my caveat for this was that you have to have like a couple players as the refs. So like preferably guys who get cool. bad calls. So that you have and, like big name players yeah. too. Like, it would be cool if LeBron James was one of the referees yeah. and, you know, or James Harden, right? James Harden. And they'd get like their, uh, their, their, um, if it, if it was the referees, especially that were playing exactly. in the game, they could get like their vengeance. One of the refs like drives, gets like fouled pretty hard. LeBron's just shaking mm-hmm. his head, doesn't want to blow the whistle. Yeah, no, no call, no call. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that'd be that a lot would of fun. be awesome. That would be a lot of fun. I think that'd be good. No, it would be cool to do something like that. I Yeah, and I wish we could get people on board with that. I mean, it, and it wouldn't be like a 20-minute like game, like not like a really huge thing, but that'd be mm-hmm. a fun way to open up All-Star Weekend because, you know, it starts yeah. off, I, I don't care about much besides the game and the dunk contest, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Those are the only well, really and what fun. about, like, you know how they do, the, the like, the Pro-Am game, whatever? Like, don't you think that would be cooler if they did a, like, recently retired players like made their own teams so like you now like two captains like say like guys that could still probably play like you know you see like brian scalabrini playing in the um that that um that three ball tournament the the ice cube Mm -hmm. thing like what if you took a guy like him and somebody else like names maybe not huge names but everyone knows brian scalabrini right and he can still play he's young enough that you know he can still ball and had him make a team and then, like, you know, you could bring guys like Iverson back for a game like that. You know, like, recently retired or however long they've been retired. Guys that can still ball and have, instead of it being, like, this pro-am thing where half the people can't even play. And it's, like, little bow-wow, like, you know, running amok on people. Like, have actual, like, players play. Yeah. Old players. I think you'd get a more competitive and, like, cooler game. Oh, yeah, I'd agree. The celebrity game is fun. It, it is sometimes, but sometimes they have a bunch of people that can't play at all. And it's just like, you know, it's kind of embarrassing. And then they'll have like, they'll have like a WNBA player on there who's like not really trying because she would really smoke everybody. I remember, you know, because Kevin Hart used to play hard in the celebrity game. Mm-hmm. And I remember Monet Davis like crossed him up and like <laughs> completely destroyed yeah. him. And he called that his retirement from <laughs> the celebrity game. There's always like a handful of people that were good in the celebrity game. Like Michael Rappaport was really good. Yeah. Um, and like whoever. Uh, and I think Nelly. Nelly was good. That dude, uh, from, uh, wow. that dude from that Disney movie. Did Zach Efron, was he. Did he play and was like surprisingly good? I don't no, know. It was, maybe. it was the guy from Hunger Games, the one who. The little dude. I don't know the names. I'm not good at this. I don't know. But he, yeah, the guy yeah. who looks kind of like Zach Efron was like he was. Okay. Solid. <laughs> actually, 
Yeah. Albeit small. I don't know. The Sunday yeah. game can be entertaining. It can be, but I think a lot of times there's a lot of people that can't play out there, yeah. and it just looks like a mess. Yeah. I, I, yeah, we'll, we'll send some. You'll see like three people dominate the ball the whole game, and that's we'll it. We'll send some pitches to the league. Do you have uh, yeah. do you have Adam Silver's like phone number or email? Uh, yeah, I've got it. Okay, yep. cool. yeah, so just... I'll, we'll definitely get that. <laughs> yeah, get it over it. Uh, I, I want to bring the conversation to the Cavs right now because mm. right now it's kind of a mess, especially at the end of this week. This weekend, I should say. The Cavs lost by like 25 points, even though they put 124 on the board. And so this, yeah, this uh, the ro- the, um, the thunder, yeah, the right? thunder just destroyed him. Absolutely destroyed him. Put up like 150 points mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Why are the Cavs so bad at defense? I I mean, any, any I, ideas? Any thoughts? <laughs> They have a bunch of guys who aren't interested in playing defense, right? I mean, I, we, we talked about this at the beginning of the season, right? And even before Isaiah was going to come back, we knew he was going to be a detriment on that side of the floor, right? Um, you just kind of hope his offense outweighs it. And right now his offense isn't really going yet. So he's really a sore sight out there. Yeah. You know, he's very, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to watch. But, I mean, he's playing his way back. I'm not, you know, not saying he's not going to be back to normal, but he's not there yet. Um, so that means he's a detriment on both ends of the floor. We talked about this at the beginning of the year. So you got LeBron. He plays, he can play very good defense when he wants to. And during the regular season, that comes and goes. Big games, he'll get up for them. And then other times, it's like a run-of-the-mill thing, right? Dwayne Wade, this guy hasn't played defense in like three years. You know, he was brought on. He was a starter for a while. He's playing a a lot of minutes, right? J.R. Smith, another guy. If he could just shoot all the time, that's all he would do. I, I just, you know, I think Tristan Thompson is okay around the bucket, but he hasn't looked right. Kevin Love was never really known for his defense, right? He's a great rebounder, and he can shoot, and he's got some good moves in the post, but he's not known. Like, they don't – who's your – who's like your – who's your Draymond Green or your Al Horford? Like, your your one guy that you can count on night in and night out to be like, a you know – solid defender mm-hmm. they don't have one and when lebron's not you know playing defense yeah so after this game isaiah said to reporters quote we played a lot harder in boston last season and we have the mm-hmm. guys to do that on this team we just got to do it and really lock in on the end and he said i think on that end we just don't trust each other and that has to change you know i, I was looking at twitter comments after this and a lot of people were like well I mean, he says that the Celtics tried harder or played harder, but like he was still detrimental in Boston. But he, especially in the playoffs, Isaiah was playing the hardest defense of anybody. Like he was, yeah. Really, like, I mean, the, the knock against him is not for a lack of trying, yeah. right? It's for a lack of height and size. Where pretty much, I mean, you and I could shoot over mm-hmm. him, you know. So I, that's where his. It's definitely not on the effort end. Yeah. But how how pissed do you think Cavs fans and and the Cavs players probably even more so get that he just keeps talking about Boston like he just yeah. can't like he just can't let it go I mean I, look I I understand the guy was heartbroken and stuff like that but it's it's getting almost to like an uncomfortable level where it's yeah, like he's like that guy that just like, got broken up with I, and doesn't want to keep like yeah like man like, I, I miss my ex girlfriend you know like she was really. <laughs> Yeah, here's why I miss I mean, her. <laughs> so. You get, 
I, it, I, it's like, it's kind of, it's, I don't know. Every, the more and more he talks about Boston, it's kind of, it makes me cringe because imagine being uh, this guy's on your team and you're like, is this guy like all in here? Cause it sure, sure sounds like he's like still got half his, you know, his, his shorts under his shorts are still green or something, you know, like <laughs> if, if, if we're playing them, when we play them on February 11th, there, uh, Paul Pierce night, you almost get the feeling that if, if they were just like, you know, I say, if you want to come and sit on our bench, man, that's cool, man. Like, you know, it's, it's like, it's, you, would, you would totally do it. Like, I don't know, man. It's it's kind of weird. It's a so little there's, weird. So there's conversations about trades trying to remedy this, right? This defensive issue that the Cavs are having. Do you think Isaiah will be in that in part because maybe he's causing some locker room fissures in a sense? I mean, it'd be a- I, I, he might be like unintentionally. Yes. I, yeah. And I, it wouldn't shock me if they tried to move on from him. Cause I don't think that he was a big reason why they made that deal anyways. Right. That they thought they were going to get a really high Brooklyn pick. Uh, wrong. Wrong. Um, I, I disagree with that. I think that Isaiah was a big part of that. <clears throat> well, trade. I think he was, a. I think he was like, I mean, I don't think they would have made the deal had he not been in it because they thought that, you know, he could potentially put in the same kind of, you know, get the same kind of, um, they were expecting to get about an equivalent return on Kyrie for Isaiah. In terms of Irving, yeah. yeah, at least for the short term, right? So, yeah. That's um, why I think the physical thing and like the whole medical mm-hmm. stuff that almost voided the trade was such a big deal because they were concerned that he wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to come back. I think they were surprised that he was right. as hurt as he was. Oh, and, definitely. I, I mean, And yeah. I think they thought, you know, it's fine. He's, it's going to work out when they ended up accepting it. But no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't but, say but that also, they were... Uh, that he wasn't like a core part of that trade. I think that the Brooklyn pick sweetened it. Jay Crowder sweetened it. They obviously don't care about Zizic. I, see, I think the Brooklyn pick was bigger than him. A bigger piece. I do. I, I think they thought they were going to get a top five pick. So, you and I were talking about this then. They're pursuing, the Cavs are pursuing George Hill and DeAndre Jordan based on reports that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Is then the Brooklyn pick untouchable, or since it's clearly lost a lot of value, is it something that they might be willing to part with? Even though they they, you know, seemingly are getting even closer and closer to losing LeBron James. Uh, yeah, I I think they're in a really tough spot because, well, as someone we were talking the other day about trading LeBron, was it? Yeah, you I, and I, I remember yeah. who yeah. was it? Yeah, and I just like. I don't think they will do that. And, and I don't think that they, they, I don't think they really can because if they let him walk away, like there, there's nothing like they, they can just blame, you know, there he goes again. Like he's gone, you know, but if they trade him away, I mean, the, you know, that's you, you can't, when you're in a position to, you could potentially compete for a title. You're the Cleveland Cavaliers. And we saw what happens when he leaves. I mean, you have to try everything you can to keep him, but, but like going back to the Isaiah thing, in where I think they thought they were going to get Kyrie Irving or a version of Kyrie Irving, right? Very similar uh, in terms of their production last year for this season. But being that his contract's up at the end of the year, then they could base this on whether he played great or not. They can decide if they want to re-sign him or if LeBron leaves, they might just blow the whole thing up. And that's what Justin seems to think, um, that that is the plan. And that's why they thought like they can just start over and go nuclear and, you know, yeah. go right to the bottom. I mean, um, the last time that LeBron left, they did that and they ended up with Kyrie Irving, you know? Well, that's so. why I say that you said, you know, look what happens when he leaves. And I'll say, yeah, they were one of the worst teams in the East until he came back. And yeah. It was, you know, they just could not, it was a dysfunctional mm-hmm. franchise in a lot of ways. 
And that's why I say go all in this year if you can. Yeah. But if, if it, you know, what what's the deadline? Three o'clock on on the eighth of February. Yep. If at two fifty five you got literally nothing, may mm-hmm. say this team isn't going to win a title. It's just not. No, I, I don't think so. I, I mean, they're going to have a hard time getting out of the East. Exactly. If, if, unless something happens, and you know, unless Isaiah all of a sudden turns it on and he's Isaiah from last year. But it, really, their problems are not on the offensive end. They're, they're, their problems are like a lack of effort on the defensive end right now. And that's why I say, if at 2.55 on Thursday the 8th, they've got mm-hmm. nothing, and they realize we're not going to compete for a title this year. We're going to maybe you know, have LeBron out of the finals for the first time since he was like 22 years old, you know, however, mm-hmm. however old he was. This might be the first time LeBron isn't, isn't in the finals, and it's maybe going to be our fault. Trade him yeah. and get an unbelievable return. That jump starts, yeah, but, but I don't know what this, return they is, would get. This is me just being completely ridiculous, but like I, I think honestly the Cavs have a really really difficult road, one that they're not used to in the Eastern Conference and mm-hmm. in the Raptors and in the Celtics. And the yeah. Wizards, they might, and as of right now, I think they would have to play both of them, right? Yes, like you know they would have to play us and um, the Raptors in road series too. Yeah. If, if everything stands as it does now, yeah. And then first round, they would play the Bucks, I think. Yeah, right. so that's, that's like not, not ideal. Milwaukee, right? which, I mean, that's that's not, I mean, just with the way they play, it's not that, that terrifying, but like... Sure, but Giannis first seven-game series? Yeah, I mean, it's just not fun. But then, you know, right. you get kind of worn down from that because LeBron would probably be the only guy who can guard Giannis. Right. Worn down from that, then you go on to, to Toronto if they mm-hmm. fall with the seeds as they are now. And then you go on to Boston... And yeah, it's just a really crummy. It's just not a fun playoff. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the finals against Golden State, Houston. Yeah, you know, it's like or Houston, right? It's just not not a clear path for the finals this year. So like, this is just me being absolutely crazy. But like, yeah, yeah. I think honestly, it's something that that they should consider if like they got mm-hmm. nothing at two fifty five on on February eighth. Yeah, no, I I just I don't know what kind of haul they would get for him, given that. Uh, what's a team going to give up for a rental of LeBron? I guess, I guess if you're, if you were a team that was on, you know, the cusp of title contention yeah. and you thought you could just swing him in, but you know, the Spurs would if, do the Spurs. or you're a team that thought you had a legitimate chance shot to keep him. So if you're like the, um, if you were the Lakers, right. And you thought that by having him and getting his bird rights or whatever, you know what I mean? Like you would have, I, I don't know. But what do they have to offer? They're, they might not get their first round pick this year, so it's like well, that's that's why you know, I think it'd be a team. It would be a team that wants to contend. Okay. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, more than more so than a team like the Lakers or yeah, something. Yeah, this, that this is a different kind of rental because it's LeBron James, the yeah. Spurs. Well, and he probably has a no, full no trade clause too. Yes. I would imagine the Spurs. So yeah, so so he's you know he's only going to a contender. Yeah, and I, I think that he could go to a couple teams, and make them extremely relevant, you mm-hmm. know, and make them yeah. Know, just absolutely dominant and completely changed the landscape of the West. If he goes West or wherever we get yeah. to, but again, this is complete. It's not even a serious conversation, but I think it's a, an interesting thing to think about. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can do it at all. Just based on the fact that they have to let him walk away as, and paint it as if he left them again, because if you're that ownership and that GM, you can't be the one that traded away your hometown guy you know, even though he screwed you before, I, I just don't see how you could do it. 
you know, I don't think the fans would give up, uh, would forgive him. And especially like if that's the case and he is going to leave, they at least want one last ride, right? You know, like one last, he still hasn't lost. He still made the final seven straight times. And, you know, who knows that we've seen him flip the switch before and look like a totally different team. And they looked pretty bad last year when we got into April and they turned it right around. So, yeah. um, no, and, and you, you are right. I just, I think it's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, I agree sure. with you. It's just, yeah. I just, yeah, no, I know. Interesting. Just a little aside here, golden state, Houston, you know, how about like, that Houston actually looking like they they could come out of the West. Well, the important like, the important they've stat, won the season series now. Yeah, the important stat to look at is that the Rockets are seventeen and zero when their stars are healthy. Yeah, when Harden, CP3, and I think it's Clint Capella are healthy mm-hmm. on the court, they are undefeated. They, they have built their like. Whereas, like you think, like Golden State's kind of a team that they they just have so many great players that it's like insurmountable doesn't matter how they fit together really right they just have a bunch of guys that are shooters they can play some good defense but the rockets are like built like a really good team mm-hmm. yeah you know they can kind of do anything yeah yeah they're they're a nightmare and yeah I, I think that's that's really a team to seriously look out for i know everyone's kind of foregone the western conference for a long time they just kind of expected golden state will walk out and you know I think still they've got a very high chance to do so, but this is going to be a tough road for them too. You know, the West is is not a cakewalk, and you know OKC when they're on putting up 150 against the Cavs, and right, you know when they're when they're scoring, that's a scary team too. They're a matchup nightmare because yeah. they've got they have three guys that can go off any night. Yeah. So it's so, like you know that's that's a that's a team that's that's something to look into. I wouldn't be surprised if they make moves at the deadline too, the Thunder to try and add some depth. Right, yeah, because I mean they got they got some guys they want to keep. So yeah, so I I would be surprised if they didn't do anything. But no, there's there's a tough road. But Houston right now is looking like a damn good team. But so to kind of broaden this back to kind of the Celtics perspective, there are guys on the market that maybe we should be chasing. Or well, I guess mm-hmm. I guess it's a question of whether we should be chasing. And we're kind of talking about this among Celtics life writers of guys like Kemba Walker, Rodney Hood, and this opening in the you know that we've had for a while of the the player the the money that we could spend for the injury thing what is that called why can't i think of mm-hmm. it uh the exception yeah the exception the, the injury yeah, the injury exception, exception yeah. from gordon hayward granted we're still maybe yep. thinking gordon hayward can come back but uh is is there anybody that you think we should try and trade for or are you kind of happy with the iteration of the lineup as it is now yeah, so I mean, I don't know. It's like they were talking about. I mean, they sh- I obviously think it would be it would be great to be able to add somebody, right? Um, we've certainly got picks that we can move for guys, and you know, people were talking what was coming up: Kemba Walker, Rodney Hood. I don't, I don't know that that's the. I, I get. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I. What, what would it take to get those guys, though? You know, beyond the exception. Um. The. I for Kemba, I think it would be not a. Huge He's got two years left on his deal. I yeah, think. it would be it'd be a lot. I, I don't think that the Celtics should pursue Kemba necessarily. No, I, I don't. Rodney no. Hood, I wouldn't be too upset about because he's he's what a two three guy. You know? he's yeah, yeah, really upset. About and that. he can shoot. Yeah, and he's young. Yeah, exactly. So like, I would I would be fine chasing Rodney Hood. The the C's mm-hmm. did just sign. Is it Gerald Eddie? Jarrell Eddie? Yep. 
he uh, mm-hmm. we signed him to a ten day contract, and he's apparently lethal from three. I haven't seen him play, but just the numbers that I've seen on Twitter and stuff like that. So yeah. that's, that's something to look at. But I, you know, I'm not someone who thinks that as the first team in the East right now. You know, I, I think the only concern, and, and this goes back to our conversation last week of, of the ringer curse and stuff, and something we, we talked about in terms of numbers, is that the Celtics are having a tough time when Kyrie's not playing. Mm-hmm. And it would be nice to have some kind of spark of offense when Terry Rozier and, and Marcus Smart can't pick that up. And I, we can't count right. on them every game to do so. No. So, you know, that'd be nice to have a Rodney Hood or a Kemba Walker for that kind of backup. But I don't think Kemba would ever play off the bench. So. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of um, uh, Lou Williams. But as the Clippers play better, uh, and you know, how, how interested they're going to be in moving him, I don't know. Yeah, especially after his, like, 50-point game, like a week and a half. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I don't, I don't. I'm not too excited about either of those guys. I mean, I, I think they'd be a solid addition, but I don't want to spend what it would take to get either of them. Right. I, I think it's more likely that the exception we uh, gets used at, in, if you know if Danny doesn't get like a sweet deal on something going into the deadline, we're going to be like one of the top places for buyout guys. Yeah. Right? So when the guys start getting bought out of their contracts, I, I think that is the more likely option. And obviously, we don't know who those guys are going to mm-hmm. be yet. So. Yeah. Um, I think that's, you know, D- Danny, although he's made some big trades, I mean, he's, he's always been hesitant when your team is rolling and you're playing well to like add a guy who's going to play a lot to the mix because then you're kind of throwing things, right? I mean, he, he's always said he's not a huge fan of, of, of changing the roster completely because, I mean, going back to like the Kendrick Perkins, Jeff Green trade that kind of torpedoed our season that year, we were playing pretty well and we, the clear, clear loss for us was not having Perkins in the playoffs that mm-hmm. year. And, uh, you know, think what you want about that trade. I, I thought it was a in deal wise, it was a pretty good, you know, even trade, but at the same time, it, it kind of destroyed our um, chemistry. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I think so. I, I'd honestly, yeah, I agree. Buyout guys should be our, our main targets, but yeah, I, again, I'm not too enticed with either of those, those two, but it, it's interesting to no. look at. And I'm sure Ainge is, He's probably made a phone call be like, hey, what would that take? <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of shocked that they didn't go after Gerald Green because, I mean, he's been playing pretty well so far in Houston, but, like, we've seen what he can do in terms of, like, like instant scoring. Like, he was huge for us in those playoff games against Chicago. Mm-hmm. Turn that series around. Yeah. And, I don't know, he's a guy that doesn't have to play all the time. I, I, I thought he was, like, a no-brainer addition mm-hmm. for that final roster spot. So, kind of, you know. I don't know, a little questionable there. I guess Ainge maybe thinks that there'll be some bigger fish that come buyout season. Well, also, or just, is there an open <clears throat> roster spot, or is that- Well, not anymore. Jarrell Eddie's in the 10-day, but, I mean, he's only on a 10-day contract. Yeah, so... We did have an open roster spot, though. Because the, the concept of, of Hayward, who's now, like, shooting, he, like, was taking mm-hmm. you know, a lot of shots, right. I think, from, like, the elbow. And mm-hmm. that's huge. You know, I mean, I... We're in January. We're almost in February, and he's yeah. taking shots. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's like still a ways away, but yeah, a couple more months. I mean, you know, March, April. I don't know. It's not on the front. Would be uh, would probably be the best addition you could get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So like I maybe Ainge just kind of waiting for that to happen to see if that happens. Yeah, and if not, we're still a pretty sure. good team as long as we're healthy. Yeah, and then and like we you know, like we'll know like buyout season, like beginning of March, whether that's even a possibility at that yeah. time. I mean, we still got over a month to get there, and if that's even in the ballpark, would I mean we'll find that out yeah. then. So. Well, 
there'll still be guys available. Fortunately, I, we could always call up uh, Jared Solinger too over in China. <laughs> How's he doing over there? Have you looked at his numbers at all? Crushing. I mean, he was crushing. I, I haven't looked lately, but I mean, dude, he was putting up like forty and twenty every night. <laughs> I, I do like when people do well over there. Like when former yeah, Celtics, even if it's a guy Marbury as as Selinger, I still enjoy when yeah. they didn't Jordan Crawford play over there for a I couple think years. So, yeah. Yeah, there were there were a handful of guys, and they they all do pretty well over there. It's just like a different different yeah. league. So yeah, it's it's nice to see them do well. But uh, yeah, sure. fortunately, Kyrie is going to be back today. So we're recording this Sunday, playing the Magic tonight or this afternoon, I think. So Kyrie is supposed to be back after their shoulder injury sidelined him, and I guess there's the flu kind of going through the locker room, from what I've seen from Stevens and stuff. So. Kind of tough end to January as far as like health and things go, but mm-hmm. also I, I was telling you guys it's like only the Celtics' third time losing back-to-back games. Yeah, this season. Yeah. Obviously, the first two, which were really unfair circumstances, but and then you know again there were, I think it was like end of December or something during that stretch of awfulness. But you know the Celtics have been really consistently good at bouncing back, and this is the first time we've lost two straight since like. You know that that really tough schedule stretch. So I blame the ringer curse. Not, no. I I was just gonna say we're not gonna get into this now, but if they lose again today, then we're gonna have to do like an emergency yeah. ringer curse yeah. podcast to 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 come up with solutions and how we can get out. I'm gonna of the look and see the other teams that have escaped it, what they did to do so. So if again, assuming it continues, we'll see. I, I need to kind of take a bigger sample size than this, but yeah, today. And, and how about? We uh we tagged little B in our uh podcast last week and he liked the yeah. post. So shout out to That's the base guy. That be was a good cool. sign, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we blessed yeah. it. That that New Orleans game was tough. That one that one was yes. bad with Anthony Davis like forty five points and, and overtime. They still they still had a chance to I mean, you know, it, it was it was just we clearly had no way to stop yeah. him, you know. And I mean, even for as good of a defender as Al is, Al is normally like the Demarcus Cousins killer. So, and I think he was matched up with Cousins a lot. Yeah, that game he's got. Too. He can only have one of the two. Yeah, it's, it's not a lot of right. And and Cousins still had like twenty and fifteen or something yeah. like that. But he, you know, um, even still, I mean, those guys are just a they're just a weird matchup. Like I wouldn't want to play them in a playoff no. series only because like they would just beat you down. I I I hope they make the playoffs because I want to see what they do to some of those top teams. Yeah, and West. playoff Rondo like, when he's not playing for the yeah Mavericks. yeah exactly he's not playing for the yep. Mavericks. As long as he's not playing yeah. for Rick Carlisle. Yeah, he's, he's legit. We saw that, especially in the first round of last year. He almost killed yeah. us last so, year. Yeah. No, that, I agree. And, you know, Philly avoided the season sweep, which was, you know, I've got a friend who's a Sixers fan. He was relentless, and I kept, yeah, it was annoying. Now, this week, start the West Coast road trip. You know, we got some tough matchups I'd like to be healthy for. Back-to-back in L.A., so... Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Golden State next Saturday, yeah. I believe. Yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of have all that coverage. Obviously, you can check out Celtics Life for all that, you know, the recaps and green envies. Hopefully, they're a bountiful of green envies that happen over the course of this week, yes. especially against the Lakers. Is this our first matchup against the Lakers and Lonzo? No, we played them. We played them already. We we beat them. They they were up. Uh, and we ended up they were they were up like 10 points and then we ended up smoking them it was a national televised game earlier it was like in November I don't know I I probably watched it but I just don't remember so yeah we played them at home cool well yeah so we're west coast Lakers Clippers 
Warriors, and then uh, Orlando tonight. So four game week technically count Sunday. <laughs> so it'll be it'll be good, and I will have all that stuff on, on CelticsLife.com. You can also find all of our shirts and hoodies that we make. We got some cool stuff up there, and even tickets for the next game under that heading. You can find the pod on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and most podcatcher apps. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, be sure to rate us five stars. If you don't like something or have a suggestion, make sure to let us know in the comment on any Celtics Life article or on Twitter with the hashtag CLPod. We're always trying to bring you guys the Celtics coverage you want the way you like it. All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Peace.